Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello. This is Gigabit Nation. Broadband Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig Settles, and I want to thank you for taking time to be with us today as we provide useful information and insights to help public, private, and nonprofit organizations get more better broadband everywhere it needs to be in the U.S. And to that mission, we are here today because there is a severe threat to broadband, not just in the state of Kansas, but also other states as well. The state legislature has slipped in a bill that is so draconian, that is so expansive in all the ways that it prevents private sector companies and partnerships and any type of resource organization to be able to work with a community to, to build, uh, to provide, to facilitate uh, getting broadband services uh, in, into their community. And uh, to uh, give us a lot of the details and talk about how we can fight this, because we need to fight this unless we fight this, the bill could become replicated in other states if it is successful in Kansas. So we got to get to the heart of the matter right away. Uh, joining us today is um, the finance director for Chanute, Kansas, Rebecca Wood. And Rebecca and I and a whole bunch of other people have been commiserating and getting the word out and preparing for a Mondo fight in the state legislature starting next week on Tuesday. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. And also, I happen to be in San Leandro, which has its own uh, broadband network in the works as a result of a public-private partnership. And I'm, I'm sitting in the office of the uh, Chief Innovation Officer, Deb Acosta, and she's got to run off to a meeting, but I wanted Deb to weigh in because Deb has been looking at this bill, and quite honestly, the way this bill is written, uh, Lit San Leandro would not be in existence today. So Deb, tell us, you know, just in, in a short bit that you have, What's the danger? What's the impact of a bill this regressive? Well, it's interesting because when you walked into my office this morning, uh, I had already, my Twitter feed had already lit up with it. I was literally reading the bill when you walked into my office and just completely gasping. My jaw hit the floor. Um, San, Lit San Lander was built through a public-private partnership. Literally, the city's conduit um, is filled with private fiber and the result of that a year later, because actually I've only been chief innovation officer here a year, um, has been the connection of 3 million square feet of building office space to the network, over 100 businesses. And these are businesses that typically had to fight to get even the poorest broadband connectivity, maybe three megabits per second if they were lucky to share with an entire office uh, staff so that we couldn't move ahead, and we're in a highly industrial city. So uh, while Rebecca will tell you that this is really this particular bill in Kansas bodes poorly for the rural areas, we kind of feel here in San Leandro that much of our city feels like it's a rural area just in terms of their ability to access fiber um, because the incumbents simply will not build to these large buildings, there's not enough customers for them, they're not financially motivated to do so, so we have been unconnected for years. So we're aghast out here, all of us are aghast out here in California that this uh, is happening, we're very much paying attention to it. I think a strong social media presence, anything we can do to support you, Rebecca and Chanute, um, let us know what we can do because this bodes what ill for all of us if this passes in Kansas. So thank you for allowing Absolutely. me to vent. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Thank you, Deb, and we'll talk again. Okay. All right, so let's get to the heart of this bill. And to really give it context, let's talk about some of the wording in the bill in terms of its purpose. I mean, you open this thing up, and it talks about 
in order to provide the widest possible diversity of sources of information, et cetera, et cetera, which is their justification for this bill, of course, to encourage the development and widespread use of technology advances in providing on and on and on, and to <laughs> ensure that video and telecommunications are each provided with a consistent and yada, yada, yada. Is this bill really consistent with the lofty goals that they say it is? I, I don't believe so. I mean, if we have offered, you know, our, our current providers to that we would build the fiber optic network, network and let them run their services through it, and they're not interested because our market's so small. We're, our population is about 9,100. Mm-hmm. And what we've done is, I mean, we started in 1984 building fiber optic between our power plants, and we've expanded it ever since. And without that, uh, their interest in providing this the high-speed and reliable broadband services that we need, then um, we don't have anywhere to turn to through this bill because this is prohibiting us from building it. And um, so, therefore, we're stuck with the providers we have, and it's more like it's trying to protect the infrastructure they have and the customers they have and keep us out of the the, pay, the play. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I, we were talking before the show, and you talked about I mean, you're getting inundated with messages and so forth, but particularly one from the what is it, the Kansas League of, uh, of Cities. Um, yes, the Kansas the Kansas League of Municipalities is our uh, a cohort of all our municipalities in Kansas. Okay, so what what are some and, of the things they have highlighted as you know problems with this bill? Well, they call it some unintended consequences of the bill include cities would not be able to lease public facilities like water towers to telecommunication companies for the purpose of delivering cell phone service uh, to their customers. This would cost cities millions of dollars each year that, that we currently collect by, by leasing to providers like AT&T and Verizon and Sprint. And um, that could dramatically change the level of coverage throughout the state. Uh, additionally, cities may not be able to offer Wi-Fi in public buildings, build broadband systems for industrial parks, or use fiber to read electric meters. And that provides you know, good cust- consumer information in terms of being able to conserve your own um, utility bills and also for the utilities to, to sort of time you know, when things happen to keep energy costs down. It also uh, pro- uh, prohibits municipalities from forming these public-private partnerships to construct high-quality broadband systems. Um, it, it prevents cities from building the infrastructure that private companies could use to deliver the service. It's written. It's even written so that uh, there's this. It's the exception of except for underserved areas, but they include uh, like um, satellite and. Um, Sorry, even low-quality intermittent broadband would be adequate service. And so, therefore, if you have that type of service, you wouldn't be able to partner with um, a private enterprise to build these high-speed networks. Um, so that really is affects rural communities, and you know, 74% of Kansas is rural. And, and it takes away... It takes away our choice as a community whether we want to improve broadband services. And this is one of the biggest struggles we have in Chinook. Um, We're in southeast Kansas. Southeast Kansas has been economically depressed for decades. And we've taken a lot of st- progressive steps to, for economic development. We've, you know, built an aquatic center, and we've, we have a Main Street organization, and we recruited Spirit Aero Systems as a, you know, global uh, manufacturer of, of airplane parts, you know, and we need that broadband to keep the businesses we have here and grow those businesses, and this really would put a stop to what we're trying to do. And if you really look at it, you know, you talk about 71% of Kansas is, is, is rural citizens. So basically, if mm-hmm. you, in essence, you know, destroy their ability to take probably one of the more effective economic development tools there is and not be able to in any way build it or facilitate it, you're, you're, you're hurting most of, of, of the state. 
Sure. It, it keeps us from improving the, the broadband service we have. It takes the choice away from us. It, it takes away our home rule and our opportunities to do that. In Chanute here, we've paid for – we have – 30 miles of fiber optics in our community. We are connected. To, we, we provide service to our hospital, our schools, our community college, major businesses, um, and, and, and public safety services. And without that, we wouldn't be able to do that. An example, um, our, our regional medical center, if you have a stroke and you go there, you are immediately connected to a stroke specialist in Denver and they could not provide that service without the broadband that we give them. So, wow. Yeah. And, and that's really the heart, I think, of this issue. Um, I mean, it's so bad, it's kind of hard to pick a starting point, but we're not really talking about will people be able to get you know, to Netflix, will they be able to get to a you know, YouTube video. You're talking about quite literally life and death, health, education, uh, government services, public safety, I mean, all activities vital to human beings living in a community, your, your key to improve all of that or just enable all of that is, is what is threatened by this bill. Absolutely. We see, I mean, our shareholders for the city of Chinoo are our citizens. It's the, it's the children who haven't been born yet. It's our citizens not just next quarterly, not next quarter, but in 20 years, in 50 years. And we understand that like, even the investment in this project would be very big for us. And our community, quite frankly, hasn't even had a chance to decide if we want to spend that much money on the fiber to the home. I mean, this mm-hmm. won't even get us to the door if, the, if this bill passes, to, to even have the discussion. Um, but... Yeah, we're looking long-term for our community. We know there'd be, you know, a long-term payback on paying off the debt to construct a fiber to the home, but it, 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 might, it would be worth it to us because of all these opportunities for innovation um, that we wouldn't have otherwise. Right, and, and, and the list pretty much goes, uh, goes on and on. Now, one of the interesting things, um, I don't know how much you – you know, tend to follow legislative uh, processes. But in general, when these kinds of bills are introduced, there is some senator or number of state senators or state reps who are authors, who are sponsors of the bill. This bill pops up, and to the best of my knowledge, there is no identified author, sponsor, any connection. It's like they basically have thrown this stink bomb out there and none of the legislators have put their name to it. Do you find that odd, or is it just me? <laughs> well, I honestly, I, I have not followed you know the legislative process that closely, but I have not. We've we've tried to find out who sponsored it, and I haven't gotten an answer yet. So I don't know. Wow. But That's, it, it uh, is being it's being brought forth by the Kansas. Uh, Senate Committee on, of Commerce, mm-hmm. and there's a uh, you know list of the committee members on that that uh, can be contacted. Uh, their hearing is going to be Tuesday morning at 8:30. I think they need any letters of support a day in advance, so by Monday morning at 8:30. So yeah, this we we learned about the bill. Well, we got the bill on Monday, and yeah, just a week later this will be in the committee. So. Wow. That's an it's going to be very fast. Right. And I think the, the history, as you, if you look at uh, these anti-municipal um, bills in other states, the, the, the folks bringing them up rely on speed in order to be able to get uh, this stuff passed through, through, through the apparatus with as little public scrutiny as possible which, you know, point comes back to Deb's point at the, at the outset of the show, you know, you've got to shine the bright light of, of um, you know, information and, and, and whatnot in order to get uh, some sort of leverage and to slow down this process. Uh, what kinds of things have been going on? I know we just talked, literally started talking 48 hours ago, but in that time, what, what kinds of activities are going on as people – 
start to mobilize? I mean, first, how serious is this? I mean, are, are people understanding the severity of what situation this bill presents? I think word's getting out. Um, obviously, the city of Chinook understands the severity of it, uh, in, you know, immediately when this came up. It, it was kind of interesting. It, the bill came up, you know, very soon after our city commission unanimously approved to move forward looking into the fiber to the home project. Um, and then, um, but today uh, we really, well, we've been putting to get, we've been contacting uh, other people in this, you know, field of municipal broadband to ga- gather support and advice on how to fight this bill, and so we're getting some assistance at, at nas- the national level and uh, state levels through like our League of Municipalities, and also um, we're doing some. Uh, oh, we're putting together our testimony for Tuesday morning, and Is that we're promoting what? Is that eight thirty? The meeting on Tuesday. Eight thirty. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Central time. (laughs) Central time. (laughs) And and then we've put together a a web page and a YouTube video to tell our story. Because, I I mean, we have worked, we have a long history of working with telecoms, and we work closely with AT&T on, you know, the development of our infrastructure. And and our utilities director, Larry Gates, he has most of that, the details of that working relationship. But, you know, when it comes down to working together on the broadband thing, they're just not interested um, because we're too small. Um, mm-hmm. But we're getting the we're getting a lot of um, uh, people being informed of it today through our video and sharing that and some social media um, help and getting some good feedback on from other municipalities that are in support of this uh, fighting mm-hmm. this bill. Uh, what I want to do is I want to I'm going to read off a couple of the, um, the more onerous aspects of this bill, and maybe get your feedback on you know on where you see the impact. But I think it's important. Um, I think it's important for people to understand you know the kind of language, because you can you can go in and fight it and you can say well the, the bill stinks and we need to get rid of it but at, at a certain point both in the media and in the legislature and these various committee meetings and so forth you kind of have to articulate you know what is it about their bill that is just so so bad so for example uh let me see here you know they're going through the things that you basically a municipality cannot do either directly or indirectly um they can't purchase, lease, construct, maintain, or operate any facility for the purpose of enabling uh, a private business entity to offer you know, basically broadband, right? I look at the mm-hmm, words right. operate any facility as just the kiss of death. It means if you open up a, a, a pop stand you know, and said, you know what, this is going to put brochures <laughs> to promote broadband, a telecom company could come in and say, you know what, that's one of those other facilities that's covered in this bill, and we're going to take you to court. I mean, do you view this in that mm-hmm. same light? Is that kind of a restriction? Well, and, and you know, some of this is somewhat vague, and so it's hard to, it's hard to know. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, one of our questions is, is this looks like, you know, we already have customers. Can we not expand any more customers? We have we're connected. We connect to the banks, who have branch banks that we connect to. If they add another branch bank, can they not include them on the network? So yeah, it really excludes. It, it potentially excludes us from from doing anything else. That's pretty yeah pretty dramatic that's that's pretty dramatic there's also a um you know they include language such as in you know directly or indirectly which gets in all kinds of of issues of, of vagueness and well are they indirectly helping and so forth there's another line that says um you know acting on behalf of the municipality you know, which means that what somebody comes to town. Well, I mean, the most clearly clear example is you know, a Google comes to town and says, "Hey, you know, we mm-hmm. are willing to do this," and by by the vague language in this uh, 
uh, bill, that that can't happen. Or, or more importantly, you are open to lawsuits. It's not that it couldn't happen, but you then and then you get in the court trying to defend, you know, smoke a mayor. I mean, you can't grab a hold of any of this. That, that, and I, I have heard that conversation come up uh, as far as, you know, is the intent of some of this because of Google? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was talking to Larry Gates, you know, who works with you at, at the city. You know, he talked about, you know, Sprint is, is a factor, you know, because I started doing some research and, and discovered that Sprint's doing a number of things to, um, uh, to, to improve broadband, basically, you know, allowing more services to come in and so forth. But clearly they are the upstart, but they're not a small upstart. And that they, too, so Sprint, too, may be the – you know, the the uh, target, if you will, of this particular bill. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So now um, I was trying to see if there's anything else here that can get, that can get any worse. You know, there's verbiage <laughs> about, well, you know, anything that's done by contract, resale, or otherwise. You know, again, it's that you throw in the or otherwise, and you're you're really talking about opening yourself up to just endless challenges, endless so forth. And so I think that as as citizens, um, you know, right now you and Kansas are engaged in the battle. But um, as right. as um, Larry pointed out in, in our conversation a couple of days ago, this kind of bill had to have been percolating for at least two or three months. Because the, the, the breadth of its restrictions, you know, the, the finality of how it's all structured, and the fact that no one heard a, a hint of this until Monday uh, indicates that this has been going on for, uh, for, for a while. And it points to the fact that, you know, we as citizens and we as the advocates for broadband have to be eternally vigilant. And I'm sure that's difficult for a community, you know, such as, as Chanute, because you guys have limited staff, you have a small population. Who has the time for this kind of stuff? But Absolutely. Then, but on the other hand, you know, you, you have this resource and it's vital to your existence, and so you cannot not do this thing because you don't want to be caught behind the eight ball in a case like this and it's like all hands on deck and, you know, it is going to be crazy. Right, right. Uh, and that's true. We we wear we wear many hats here, and we you know we work hard to improve our community. And um, but then when something you know comes up that we have to address, we need to address it. Mm-hmm. Now it's doing. also important, and I'm sure you're seeing some of this already, that there are partnerships in the battle. You know, in other words, allies in the battle, and the most obvious two are Kansas City and Google. Because as you and I talked about, uh, Rebecca, before the show started, um, if a network is already in place, this bill basically would prevent the network from expanding. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, then it basically says that, you know, Chanute and Kansas City, whatever is built, you know, at the point when the bill passes, that's it. Right, you can't right. you can't do anymore. You can't get any more customers. Right. Right. So 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 basically, every every town, every city in Kansas, in the state of Kansas, has a horse in this race. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And and if this if this were enacted right now, if if we have you know, satellite service that is intermittent and poor, if that's judged to be a broadband service, then that's good enough, and that's what we have to do. And furthermore, I mean, like if we built our own fiber, our customers would be paying back into the city of Chanute. Instead Mm -hmm. of right now, like the Cable One, they moved, they closed their even local office. There's not even a customer service office here, and they moved out of town. And so, you know, our our payments go out of town right now. They they don't even go to Parsons. They go to you know corporate headquarters somewhere. Mm-hmm. And in, in this case, we'd be you know keeping our money in our community as well. Exactly. Another benefit of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's, an ama- it's amazing. I mean, but that's 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 a large part of the discussion that uh, you know that gets ignored. You know, we we've talked about. Um, 
you know, we've talked about the restrictive language, and we started talking a little bit about, you know, the various things that, that you guys have done. But when you look at the video, which, by the way, after this broadcast, I get time to breathe, uh, I'll put the link to, uh, to the write-up for this show so that people can click on that. But the, 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 the value of the video and what people need to think about that, I'm talking now, I'm giving you like preemptive advice, you listeners who are in other states, you know, here's some preemptive stuff that you want to be ready to, to you know, uh, to have on hand. The, the video that uh, Rebecca did is awesome in its stark potency and distilling the issue down into terms that people understand, but also pointing out through pictures and words and, and music. I mean, it's a whole multimedia experience in a short little package. Um, what the value point is, because I think that the telcos play on the fact that the average person thinks about broadband as being an entertainment thing, as a you know, frivolous thing that, that kids use and, and folks use to download videos and other stuff they shouldn't be downloading, and that's their context. So the, the, the telcos play in that by saying, well, you don't need to be able to do broadband because it's not, you know, it's a community, it's, I'm sorry, it's a commodity service, and it's an entertainment, and we're best able to deliver that. But your video mm -hmm. points out the various ways, the various wins that you have had as a community because of your network. And in fact, Rebecca, you know, talk about a couple of those things that you highlight because I think that people need to understand if they don't already, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the seriousness of the applications. Absolutely. Um, let me give you another example. Our superintendent, he has come from communities of 50,000 to 500. And he's come to Chinu, and he said Chinu has the best broadband in any community he's been in. He said in other schools, um, he said when he was a principal at a high school, fifty thousand. This is in Kansas. He said mm -hmm. we, ha we had to when it was state assessment day, they had to shut down. Announcement went out across the school. Every all your internet activity, so they could do the state assessments and get the, the oh, wow. scores transferred and taken. He's, huh. And he said, here, there's not even a glitch. We just, every, everything keeps running as normal. So uh -huh. there's, there's, there's educational, you know, impacts. But in, in, on top of, you know, that's general efficiencies, um, operational efficiencies, but there's, there's a whole risk of losing innovation. Uh, with this, with, Chanute built our electric system 110 years ago. And at the time, we had no idea who knew that their electric, our electric would be used for things like microwaves, TVs, you know, computers. And with this broadband, with fiber optics, there's limitless opportunities that we don't even know yet what's going to, what it's going to be used for. And so we believe, you know, the, the, the fiber optic broadband is the most future-proof uh, technology that will give us the opportunity, um, I mean, can we put, you know, monitors in homes that, you know, read your, your grandmother's blood pressure and it automatically reports that to the doctor's office so you can stay home longer? You know, can we have systems in our ambulances that are relaying information and videos, you know, to, to be able to respond in a better way? Um, educationally, can we, you know, telecommunicate better with, you know, other campuses and share lectures, you know, even in a 3D format or, or who knows what. And without having this infrastructure, we're stuck at the speeds we're at, and we, we can't innovate. One thing in Chanute that um, we want to do is, is capture some baseline data of our economy so that way, down the road, we can measure the impacts of how many more home-based businesses are there that are using this technology. Um, can we provide, you know, basic hardware to every house with the fiber where you have maybe a an app that every child in our town has a connection to their school and every household can get preschool programming in their home? 
and it's you know it's it's, it's an infrastructure kind of like our streets and highways that that's important to everybody. And those are some of the creative ideas we have going on what what we possibly want to use with this and uh, see where it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and, and to our audience, you know, a big thing, uh, I, I, I keep reiterating this, I know, but it's so vital, is that you have to make stories about bland, boring technology flow with human blood. I mean, I mean it sounds maybe mm-hmm. a little gross, but I mean, it's got to, like, people have got to see and feel the heart and soul and the flow of life that, that is affected because you, you've got to force the legislators to look at this thing in serious human terms as it pertains to their constituents. And then probably right. the other half of that is you've got to also lay things out in serious economic terms, which we haven't even started to talk about. I, don't want, to make sure, I, mean, I want to make sure we don't forget that as well. <laughs> but the economic impact, because those campaign contributions come in large part from people who are the, you know, the lifeblood of Kansas town's, uh, you know, economic development. And if all of a sudden all those people are unhappy and legislators know those people are unhappy, it has to have an effect. It has to slow this thing down. Well, actually, what we're trying to do is kill it. We're not really talking about slowing or compromising. We're talking about just kill it, dead, go, finish, leave our, leave our myths, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, yeah, and, this, and I hope the video does portray that. What, what we did in the video, it's, it's at www.chanute.org uh, slash uh, stop bill 304. You'll see it on that page and get to mm-hmm. it. But it's, it's called uh, Chanute, Kansas versus Goliath, and it's on YouTube. And because it's, we're really fighting a big uh, telecom giant, <laughs> our right. little town here, and and we go, we talk about you know the importance of stopping this bill right away, but then we talk about you know how we developed our fiber network, um, how we tried to partner with AT and T and Cable One, and it, it and we we weren't able to to get the service we we wanted and needed and how we decided to continue to branch out our fiber optics and and our customers um we show some pictures of those we talk about chanute has a our our tagline is a tradition of innovation and Mm -hmm. octave chanute was our who was our town was named after he invented a glider that he communicated with the wright brothers and it was a precursor to their their plane, the first plane, and yeah, and it's, it's exciting. So we um, we think this just fits right along with um, you know what we're doing and where we want to go and where we see our future. And quite frankly, we feel that if we don't do this, we're I mean, what 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 is the what is the result? We mm-hmm. can't grow. We can't bring businesses. You know. It, it's a it's a national trend to that um, people are moving from rural areas into more urban areas, and I don't know what do we have to offer our community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. It's um. <laughs> and, in the video, we talk about the loss of innovation and how innovation is important and plays into our our future. So. No, I, I, I hear you, and I agree 101%. And by the way, before I forget, if, um, how do you get your comments entered into whatever that mechanism is at the State House so that you can actually comment by Tuesday? Because we're talking, we're Friday already, the weekend's coming up, mm-hmm. and the deadline on Monday is 8.30. Absolutely. So basically, it gets done this weekend or it doesn't get done. You know, your comments don't get entered. How do you right. show up in places or There's, place online? Yep, yep. You can search for, you know, contact your Kansas legislature and search for the Committee on Commerce. It's a Senate Committee on Commerce, and there's a list on that page. But if you go to our website, it's uh, chanute.org slash stopbill304, uh-huh. and there's a section called Contact Your Kansas Legislator, and you can click on, on Committee on Commerce contact information, and then that will take you to that page, and there's email addresses listed there for each of those. So now, Number. do you enter your comments that you want to make on Tuesday from that spot or is there somewhere else? Because we're talking about for the meeting, if you want to speak at the meeting, you if, have to have comments. If you, if, you, 
if you want to just contact the legis the committee members, you can go to that link and email them. Uh-huh. If you want us to include letters of support, like a copy of it with our testimony, we really need it <laughs> like today because we, okay. we'd have to make like 30 copies and get it there Monday morning at 8.30, and it's a two-hour drive to Topeka for us. So, um, yeah, I think your be- our best bet, this is going through so fast, is to contact them directly Okay. at this point. Well, it is what it is, but we've got to do something, and something's better than nothing. And so, I mean, as, as a process, mm-hmm. just so, you know, the listeners understand, what will happen is the bill will go out, typically what will happen is that a bill like this will go to the committee. It sounds like it's a slam dunk in the committee. Um, you then uh, have it go to the full Senate in some way, form, or fashion, and they're supposed to always promote when these things happen. But those of us who have survived the wars in other states know that uh, they try to keep this stuff as you know hidden as possible as they can without breaking the law of full disclosure. So you kind of have to keep on top of it. And they might change meetings. They might change the meeting locations or times with almost no mm-hmm. notice, which is why having all of your social media stuff you got going on, that's vital. I mean, Wilson, North Carolina, and a bunch of other places – you know, they, they were able to mobilize people even when meetings would get canceled 24 hours before they were scheduled to happen. So, but mm-hmm. you've got to be able to play in that space. You've got to be able to move in that, in that manner. And so right now we're looking at, uh, you know, doing what we can to impact the, the committee vote. Uh, it'll come out, it'll go to a full right. Senate, so you follow that process. And then this whole dance starts again in the, in, in the House. Now, one thing that Georgia did, the folks in Georgia, was they basically uh, teamed up. All the government officials, local government officials, teamed up with, like, the Chamber of Commerce and whatever their big businesses were, and they pretty much descended on the state house. So, so what the legislators faced was the wrath of the local community elected apparatus which is where half of your votes come from, and then you have them staring in the face of business leaders, which is where probably half of their money comes from. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it, but it worked. I mean, Georgia, you know, when the battle started in Georgia, folks weren't exactly hopeful because the state legislature was kind of a lot like Kansas. Though I do have mm-hmm. to say, y'all folks in Kansas, I think, have pushed the, pushed the envelope just a little aggressiveness, but that's an editorial comment, don't mind me. But but the, the thing being that there was you know it was an uphill battle in Georgia from the get go, but that coalition of the elected officials and the economic development folks slash business people, that's what allowed them to turn the tide back and to kill the bill. And that's basically what we're trying to do here. And yeah. uh, and I, I assume that you're seeing some of that already. We are. There's there there, we have our. Uh, city manager, utilities director, and folks up in Topeka today working with, you know, some of our supporters and, and making contacts, getting information out, and learning the ins and outs of all of it. <laughs> right. It'll be yep. uh, it'll be an interesting uh, it'll be an interesting adventure. By the way, just as a um, sort of a geography exercise of sorts, southeast. Kansas. Is that where uh, most of your rural communities are, or is that the most uh, or the, the heaviest hit economically uh, part of the state? It's not the most rural. Um, probably western Kansas is, is has a sparser population, uh, but it's it's just long for a long time has been economically depressed, and for what reason I can't answer that, but uh, it's just something that we're 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 pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and and trying to make a difference. Well, there there's there's a lot to be said for that. There's a lot <laughs> to be said for that. Uh, I mean, in terms of being able to to pull yourself up, um, I mean, it's it, it's it's unfortunate that those dynamics exist. But I think that one of the things, to your credit, uh, which is a large part of this whole broadband exercise, is the ability to come together and, and do what you need to do as a community to put this stuff in place. I mean, that's pretty much why the, mm-hmm. the, the legislators are, are, are writing the bill in the way that they are. 
because they have seen what Google has done. They have seen that, you know, when they stop uh, local governments from directly building networks in some states, they, the communities have gone to other routes. They've gone to local businesses. They've gone to um, nonprofits. They've gone to a lot of options to get it done, as has Snood. And, and so that virtue is what scares the telcos, I do believe. Now, I may be projecting, sure. but, you know, from where you're sitting, I think you're, you're probably seeing that as well. And and I don't even – it may partly be because of our small size, but it's partly because of our community, too. The, we, have, we do have a fairly unique um, collaborativeness where the city and the school and the college and, you know, we work together very well. And we are able to pull together very quickly on important issues. And we've, we've done that quite a few times. So. Mm-hmm. And, and we're back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so now, um, and this is an educational point, too, I think, for, um, uh, for you guys, because one of the things that, uh, that, was, that, was, that was interesting in, in, the, in the first draft of the video that you did you know, was, was the page that says, you know, so there's this organization called ALEC, A-L-E-C, that, uh, you know, has, has shepherded this bill along. We don't even know who ALEC is. We didn't. I had a friend message me today. She was like, not to be cynical, but if you've never heard of ALEC, then you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I've been out of the loop a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. But see, the thing is, most people don't know them, and only slowly is the light starting to shine in them. But so the, 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 the scourge of ALEC is that they get all these big corporations to pay big bucks to join them, and AT&T is one of their, their members. And then they come up with all these most regressive uh, policies and bills, I mean, covering all everything from social issues to economic issues, but particularly bills that protect the corporate interests of their members. They bring legislators together in whatever kinds of festive uh, party atmosphere that I guess main, somehow maintains itself within the letter, letter of the law, and they beat on them or just generally coerce them to write bills in favor of Alex's corporate um, uh, members, and they're often regressive, and then they'll, they'll do a template. So I look at this thing in Kansas as the template, like how restrictive can we be and win? And if they can win, then they, they make a little template, and they send it to all the states, to all their what I refer to as pocket legislators, and they get them to introduce these bills in, um, in other uh, states and they have tons of money. They believe in secrecy, you know, and they just basically pop this stuff out the door. But pretty much, if you dig, that's you know, you'll find that connection. So the rule is, and, and I think that you know, Kansas, you know, folks in Kansas have got to jump on this with both feet. Is you've got to expose that connection, right? Because remember, exposure and the light of uh, of information is what causes legislators to start to quake a little bit. And, uh, and I think it's part of the reason they didn't have their name assigned to, to this bill, because in North Carolina and in Georgia, all of us advocate folks made the bill personal. We basically nailed somebody's name to that bill, and they became the face of it, and that is very uncomfortable for them. And you want that. You know, we're not being nice folks here. I mean, we're being polite. We're always cordial, you know, when all your folks are on the phones and, and talking to the state legislator. It's all about politeness, but you're very blunt and you're very to the point, and you want to talk about and expose this ALEC connection because the net of it is, and you, and you, and you said this yourself, Rebecca, is that this threatens home rule, which, you know, yeah. in Kansas, I think, I'm not sure about other states, but it's like you've codified this concept that, you know, the localities are responsible for their people, so leave us alone and let us take care of our people. And and this yep. rule, I mean, it just it totally annihilates any thought of, of home rule on this issue of broadband. Mm-hmm. And so it does. It absolutely. We when when we first read the bill, we we felt like this was really a bill it's not about our specific fiber to the premise project it's a, it's a bill about 
local decision, local choice in home rule, mm-hmm. and being able to even have the opportunity to make that choice. And it's just it's just ridiculous. Now, there's some interesting things. I mean, I've been following. There's you know the, the chat room here for the show, and there's been a couple things been been popping up. Uh, we've got uh, a representative here from well, not even official representative, but someone who's here from uh, Wyandotte County, and she's uh, that's this person saying that there's a, a Facebook page uh, with with uh, nearly five thousand members, uh, Johnson County. Uh, Kansas has a uh, Facebook fan page, and and so you've got to go where the people are online. Uh, and I, that's basically her message to everybody who's listening, and to you, Rebecca. And I, yeah, I, again, you probably know this already, but I have noticed today that a number of Facebook pages are popping up in support of the fight against the bill, and you got to link those with all those other Facebook pages, and um, and and get people, you know, worked into. Uh, the loop. And I think the other thing is that everybody listening, you know, and everybody that you talk to, if you care about the issue, this is one of those times where every call and every vote, no matter how inconsequential you might think it is in the big picture or how powerful we think that uh, AT&T and and, uh, Cable One and all those folks are, this stuff adds up. This stuff adds up. And and you just got to keep it focused. You got to you know keep the message simple. You know, and I definitely like. I am a big fan of this video. If there was a Webby Award or an, or a Grammy that I could <laughs> or I would, you know, because of its simplest, you know, it's simple, blunt, and direct. Here's our message. Here is why this is unfair. Here's why this has negative consequences, and we're going to fight it, and we want you to fight it with us. I mean, it's, it's just perfect. It's marketing. It's perfect marketing, and that's what's needed in all of these communities. Now, looking at the bigger and, communities. And it's written for, it's written for our, the communities it's going to affect. It's written for the people who live in the communities it's going to affect. That, yes. The video is. Know, yes. know your audience and, and get to them. Um, I've also seen a lot of email traffic from folks, well, email and Twitter traffic from folks in Kansas City. And, um, you know, and, and the, the, the quickness of this, I, I don't think folks even in Kansas City understand that, you know, in other states, say, for example, North Carolina, I always pick North Carolina, they, are, they used to be, until this bill, the folks with the most regressive anti-municipal broadband policy. But, uh, so, you, so you, you know, anyway... Um, and, and I'd like to take the opportunity to thank everyone who is sharing this and supporting this. Um, we we are a small town. We do wear a lot of hats. Uh, I am finance director. I'm doing the public relations, and we and we all. I mean, even our utilities director also oversees community development and streets. And <laughs> we you know we all share multiple hats. So. We do need the support, and any any that we can get, we'll we'll take, and we appreciate, and we're we're going to work really hard to help everyone out. So right, and and that's and you know, and I appreciate all the you know the, the cooperation and stuff uh, that you know those of us from out of town, you know Jim Baller, Chris Mitchell. There's a group of us who you know follow this stuff religiously, and you know, and our reception in, in Kansas and other states is always good, and we appreciate that. You know, because obviously we're not coming in to try to tell people what to do and, and all of that, but you know, we want to we want to help folks get this done because we believe, like you believe, in the you know the sanctity of local uh, communities controlling their own um, destiny. Uh, to come back to this point about you know Kansas City, you know, and Google, is that in other states when they've had these rules, they've always allowed the existing networks to still exist. And they could expand, obviously, only within their city limits, but they still could continue to do business and pull on new customers. If these guys are trying to pass a bill that basically says, you know what, uh, Kansas City, uh, Chanute, you know, the couple of other places that have a network already, we are basically giving you the shaft to, you know. And so I'm, I'm hoping and I'm seeing, you know, every indication that, uh, you know, the Kansas City is going to be uh, a player uh, in this fight. And, you know, I haven't talked to anybody at Google, and they're always tight-lipped about everything. But I would hope, 
if nothing other than the interest of, you know, bottom line survival here, that they get engaged because, you know, they are a big dog, and you want to have that in, in, in this battle. I mean, you want to have Google and Sprint and technology companies. I mean, every technology company that's, that sells product in the state of Kansas should be out there on the horn trying to get this bill squashed because who's going to use your software and your web services and all of that technology if this bill passes? So, you know, they, and they, you, know they, you get some of these high Silicon Valley folks. I'm sorry, these are my California peeps who don't want to get engaged in politics. But, you know, if, if you're in a business to make some money, politics in this particular case is going to affect, um, you know, is going to affect your, your bottom line. So we'll uh, continue the, you know, the, the battle, continue to, to bring on the allies and try to, uh, you know, make stuff stick. Um, it's not going to, it'll be, it may be a quick battle. We might get to places faster than is normal, but uh, there are steps along the way, and so people have to stay engaged. I mean, there have been many a case where, you know, the, the community side had to take a couple of uh, losses and setbacks in the early days of a Bills, you know, battle to get defeated, but they have stayed in there and they've bounced back and all their, their supporters have bounced back. So, you know, so you gotta, you got to keep that faith, that energy, um, you know, engage and focus on this uh, battle. How has the press been? How has the press coverage been? I started. I saw a couple of headlines. Haven't read articles yet, but what kind of reception are you getting there? Sure. Um, we locally, we've well, obviously we've had coverage, and then our our regional television station is out of Joplin, Missouri, and they came and covered a community meeting we had uh, on Wednesday about about this bill and there's some footage on their website and then I think after today sort of getting the video out and more word out and as it's spreading I think I I would expect to see a little bit more coverage coming out mm-hmm. it's, it's it's so it's so new <laughs> <laughs> it's so new we just yeah we're just now getting the word out It'll be um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Just uh, not to give away any any uh, deep secrets and whatnot, but are are, are there a couple of specific things that uh, Chanute has planned that other communities might want to replicate or find some way to support? Yeah. I know you're doing the social media. I'm sorry. Stuff. Sorry. I'm sorry. Repeat that again. Oh. Are there things, one or two things, not, say not giving away the whole show, but are there one or two things that uh, Chanute is doing uh, in this fight that other communities might want to replicate or might be able to help you with? Like are you organizing a letter writing? Uh, yeah, in, in, terms of the, in terms of this bill mm-hmm. specifically, um, I think just – communicating with stakeholders you know that are that this that this will impact i mean schools and hospitals and and colleges and everybody who i mean cities and municipalities just being aware and being able to um express those opinions to our legislators and making those connections directly with them and to explain the importance of the impact of this bill is is really what we we need to get out there mhm so we seem to be doing that that uh, that pretty well. Ah, that's good. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. You you said you, when did you say you started your network? You've been at this for a while, right? We first started our, um, putting fiber optics in in 1984 to okay. connect our uh, power plants, our electric power plants, and we've expanded ever since then. Um, I can give you. Oh, more information on our network. Right now, um, we have about 30 miles of fiber optic networks. Network. We have. Hold on here. We operate um, a, a MPLS network that connects our banks and uh, like 20 in, in 26 communities in southeast Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, we have wireless networks 
um, we use we use them for Wi-Fi hotspots in parks and in the downtown area, and we have a 4G radio WiMAX system that gives us a 35-mile reach that that we own. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so, we, uh, like I said, we're connected. We're connected to a level three. Um, station that gives us gigabit speeds and and we we did that before Google KC got theirs. We were one of the commun- 1100 communities nationally that that put in our bid for the Google Fiber to the to the premise <laughs> and we there's this website called Fiber for All and we right. are the number one community in terms of community support based on social media. Wow. That's pretty yeah. impressive. You guys are patting mm-hmm. yourself on the back. You, y'all folks have done very, very <laughs> well. And in fact, let me, let me, we got about five minutes left here, but I want to hit two points because you will hear on Tuesday and, and every day henceforth that cities can't do broadband well and we need this bill because, oh, mercy me, the, the cities will just destroy our powerful business and we need protection. Can you address first one and then the second issue? You know, you are clearly an example that cities can do broadband well and, and, and profitable in, in various ways that you define profitable. Yes? Mm-hmm. Sure. So oh, you may explain that further. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I think have being a city, you know, with a full service utilities, we have experience in managing enterprise funds, and mm-hmm. so this would be it would be a new business unit for us, you know, for lack of better terms. Um, that we would, you know, we'd have to provide customer service for our fiber customers and and you know, put together our rate structures and, and, you know, maintenance and upgrades and all those kind of things. But cities do that all the time in terms of our utilities. So um, I, I think that's that's very possible, um, so, you so know. So clearly everybody needs to take capable, capable of doing this. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of, it, of, you know, making sure financially it works, it's just we just need to make sure we have a good business model, and I don't think anyone's allu- you know, disillusioned by the fact that it's it's a longer term payback before we start to see you know you know we it's a it's a large investment and it will take many several years to um, pay down the debt to to do something that big. Interesting. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Now, to the issue of the big companies need protection from you, you bad municipalities who will take your broadband business and and and, and slay the giant. Is that real? <laughs> I I don't know about Chinook, Kansas. I, we, you know, they're not going to provide the service we need here. So, if, in that case, I, I don't know that we really have much of a choice except to do it ourselves we we I, I understand that you know if if AT&T or Cable One wanted to build fiber to the premise here we'd be happy <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> but yes, it's not going to happen <laughs> okay. fair enough fair enough so so in closing um, what's your last word you know to, to supporters to allies you know, we're going into a in, into a weekend, and we got to come out of the cage fighting on Monday. What's your last word to them? My last word is is really that broadband is more than just fast email. It's about innovation. It's about providing, ser- you know, services to our businesses, our ho- our med- our public health, um, education, and and public services, government. That that help us move forward in the future and improve our communities and help us remain viable. And there you have it. Well, let's go stop this bill dead in its tracks. 
and uh, and keep you guys protected and, and, and basically protect the state of Kansas. This isn't, as I said earlier, this isn't just about, you know, one or two communities. This pretty much is going to affect the entire state. Rebecca, thank you very, very much yeah. for being with us, for giving us all this insight, uh, you know, encouragement and so forth. Continue to fight the good fight, but definitely thank you very, very much for being a guest on my show today. Thank you. And uh, much appreciation out to our listeners uh, for, for being with us again for the show and this very important issue. I urge every one of you listening to this show to go out and take action. You know, this bill is not, it's not just about Kansas. This thing is going to grow like cancer into other states if it's not stopped. So join the fight. Do what you can. If you like broadband, you need broadband, and you believe in communities' right to be able to deliver uh, broadband however they wish, then, then, then you've got to come together and, and, and fight the bill. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again soon. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.